Hello and welcome to the Maidcast, the official podcast of the Museum of Art and Digital Entertainment, a series of lectures on video game history as part of the Maid's ongoing effort to preserve history through teaching and displaying playable exhibits of rare games and consoles. While life in the time of COVID has forced us to close our doors, the support of people like you has allowed us to continue to bring history to you through lectures and interviews like the one you'll hear in a few minutes. I'm Red. I'm Miles. And I'm Chun. Today we have a chat with Carla Zimonja, one of the founders of Fulbright, who made Gone Home and worked at Bioshock titles. Those are some very big names. Yes, uh, she worked. Uh, she worked on Gone Home. She worked on Tacoma, that other really nice like spacefaring uh, Fulbright title, mm-hmm. and the uh, working working on Bioshock, and then went on to do the Minerva's Den DLC, uh, which. The storytelling in that DLC kind of like inspired a lot more of like Gone Home and the Tacoma titles. It's a, it's quite an amazing game. Uh, if you haven't checked out Gone Home, highly recommend it. You'll hear about it in this interview. Uh, Carla was a fantastic guest. Uh, she's now uh, with a new project called Ivy Room, and unfortunately wasn't able to talk too much about that in the interview. But we'll have her back on when she releases, uh, once they release their full game. We'll be, uh, it's going to be a good interview. Uh, I think you all will enjoy it a lot. But before we get into that, we have a little bit of news to get into. After having Megan McDuffie on a couple weeks ago, we have uh, Centipede Recharged is available for free on the Epic Store. So if you any of you would like to try that out, highly recommend checking it out, looking at her music, and looking at the gameplay and see how they revamped Centipede for the 2022. <laughs> for the 2022. We also have Triangle Strategy is now out Uh getting decent reviews uh have any of you guys checked that out yet i have been looking forward to that game like from from the point they are, i think they announced it on on a nintendo direct yeah was that last year two years ago probably i i have been looking forward to that for a long time because i have tried their previous few games i mean their team like the octopus traveler and other other stuff and those are oh, really yeah. fun I think they make some pretty interesting system in the game. So if I have a chance, I would definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like, like the art one. style for for Octopath Traveler and now a Triangle Strategy. The sort of two point five, like oh, this yeah. is these are SNES yeah. like, pixel graphics, but they're done up like in an actual engine and with proper lighting and everything. It looks fantastic. It's kind of a fresh chase in. In all those pixel games we have now, and I think mm-hmm. it, they they are pretty much the first developer to do this kind of stuff. And ever since I've been seeing seeing people trying to do this style themselves, yeah. and and it's it's phenomenal. It, I mean, I love. I mean, the the sixteen bit graphics look phenomenal. I mean, there's so many games that were on Super Nintendo and of that era that looked amazing but they were like limited to like a specific color palette uh that they could choose from and everything else but having access to the full color palette of a pc engine and then running running everything like that they they look 
phenomenal. Uh, the the little bit of a the little bit more level of detail is pretty pretty exciting. Um, yeah, I'll definitely have to give that a shot after I die another thousand times in Elden Ring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Californication is also now a legitimate game. If you've ever watched the music video for Californication, that Red Hot Chili Peppers song released in uh, 99, 2000, uh, there is this moment where it looked like a PS1 playthrough uh, or just like you're running through LA and all these crazy video game graphics. When I was a kid, I always thought that was a game. Now I realize somebody also thought it was waiting for it, but they actually made it. Uh, I believe it's uh, Mikel Comp Orteza uh, released it for free on Steam. He saw that nobody else was doing it. Uh, you can check it out yourself. It's essentially a playthrough of the song. Uh, I highly recommend checking that out. I believe I'm going to hop on that once we're done here. Uh, last little bit of news we have. Lost Ark has banned over a million accounts suspected to be bots. So in the fight against cheating and bots, we have at least the first step in the right direction of getting of making it more fair for actual players. They also said if you may have been affected by this blanket ban of over a million accounts, you can appeal that if you are earnestly playing Lost Ark and have not modified your game in any way. Whatever that means. Yeah, <laughs> this has always of... been an important part for managing and managing a MMO because it's if they just leave the bots there, it's going to destroy the economy of the game and it will be disastrous. Mm -hmm. But I think this is a good step in the right direction. Uh, but we'll get, we'll get more on that news in a little bit. Uh, for now, uh, I ha we're going to sit down. I had a chat with Carla Zamonja, who is a fabulous guest. Uh, lots of insight into the process behind Gone Home, too. It was... Uh, it was a great interview, and I think you will enjoy it. Without further ado, here's Carla Zamonja. Hello, and welcome back to the Maidcast. We have our very special guest here today. Uh, she has worked on many projects, including uh, working for Fulbright Studios, which was the Minerva's Den DLC. We have Gone Home and the... Sci-fi space adventure Tacoma as well as some of her recent things. And then there is a, uh, a new project she is working on with uh, a new studio called Ivy Room. Please welcome Carla Zamonja. Hi. Did they welcome me? How can you tell? Yes, they welcomed you. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> Everyone was loud cheer. Large round of applause. Oh, man. That's great. I'm so excited. <laughs> anyway, hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you very much, Carla. So on, on the show, we like to ask people who have worked in the industry for a while, initially, how you got your start? What made you want to pursue uh, a career in games? Oh, man. Yeah, so this was a long time ago. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it was many years ago. Um, honestly, I, I got my start in animation. That's where my degree is. Um, and what my first uh, jobs out of school were. I worked in TV and um, I worked on a show called Dr. Cats and a show called Home Movies uh, briefly. Um, and essentially 
at some point I had a friend who had gone to school with who had uh, joined up with some weird video game studio and he was like we need an animator you should apply and I was like I've never animated in 3D I mean I had Mm -hmm. done stop motion um, but that is not the same thing unfortunately no it's not but I mean I'm sure that definitely helped you like visualize what you wanted to do in 3D yeah for sure Um, yeah like actually physically sculpting also extremely helps for uh, modeling and such like Um, but yeah, so essentially I applied and it was early enough and I threw together some uh, walk cycles and they were like, these are good enough. And I got hired at uh, uh, the place that made Asheron's Call way back in the day. And I animated monsters for a little while. <laughs> well, uh- were you uh, like inspired by any early like horror titles or like horror animation? Was or was it just horror. you fell into the monster design? Oh, um, so this was um, hmm. Asheron's Call was a uh, an MMO. It was one of the yes. early ones, like like real old like EverQuest and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I just generally tended to uh, like creatures and. Monsters are usually what I liked to animate. I definitely, I come from a sort of film background also. And so I love a good, like, well-puppeteered creature or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, back in the day, you could not have good 3D animated creatures in movies because that didn't exist. Um, But there's a lot of fun ones out there, like the uh, some of the weirder ones from... uh, it was like Hellraiser. There's like the the mm. the terror dogs from um, Ghostbusters. You know, there's oh, a, there's yeah. a lot of uh, all the Jim Henson ones. Like uh, in, mm-hmm. um, are you telling me Godzilla two thousand wasn't a great three D animation? <laughs> that that did not inspire me back in uh, two thousand one. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I had that capability, um, but. Yeah, definitely um, was more interested in in the creatures um, for whatever reason. General weirdness, I guess. Well, that's great. It's definitely taken you marvelous places. So (laughs) in the timeline, you worked at, uh, you were working for Fulbright. And how did you guys get involved uh, with doing the Minerva's Den DLC? Right. Okay, so for clarity... um, Fulbright had not yet been formed when uh, Minerva's Den was in progress. The deal was that mm. I was working at 2K Marin, working on okay. Bioshock 2, and so was mm-hmm. uh, Steve, and so was Yanaman. Um, and uh, when Bioshock 2 wrapped up, there was in, internally, there was sort of a choice uh, for devs to move on to the next project or to move on to DLC. And it, uh, the DLC team for Minerva's Den specifically, there's actually a couple of DLCs. There was the Protector Trials mm-hmm. and what, whatnot. Um, uh, they all kind of each had a, uh, a designer who had previously, previously just been a level designer um, in charge of the DLC. And Steve drew the, um, the Minerva's Den leadership 
And we had sort of, we had about, I think it was nine or 10 uh, people who wanted to stay in the Bioshock 2 world rather than move on to something else. And mm -hmm. that was the team that ended up making up um, the game, uh, the DLC. It's, it's sorry, it's standalone. It's kind of a game all by itself. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely its own, its own game. It's its own feel and it's... <laughs> The storytelling in that in that like standalone DLC was like totally captivating and like gripping as uh Thank you. I mean it's yeah, it's a very well told story and it like it's it's shown throughout like your the other works too, especially with the other Fulbright Fulbright titles. Um Yeah. So it one hundred percent like began that like for us and like working on Bioshock Two was necessary for this, but just mm -hmm. the concept of overlaying space with time, essentially, yeah. uh, you know, making them move along in tandem, that just mm -hmm. got used forever <laughs> for us. I mean, it, it's a it's a great way to keep people captivated and well within a realm that you that has been fully developed. Um, so within the like within Rapture, the town, the underwater town in Bioshock Two, the Minerva's Den had a whole completely like separate storyline. Um, did you also have a hand in like the writing involved in that as well? Yeah, um, yeah, I was the editor. Um, uh, same as same relationship as throughout Fulbright. Um, mm -hmm. Editor story, you know, whatever other person um, partner uh, mm -hmm. and. Yeah, we did a lot. I think we did a lot of fun things uh, with that story. And it was very satisfying to... Hmm? No, I was going to say, what were some of your favorite, like, memorable moments that you were most proud of in that DLC? Oh, man. Um, let's see. Let's see. What was really... What was a good time? Uh, I think... Oh, man. It's been a while. Uh, the most, <laughs> the absolute most um, uh, important thing to me was after it shipped, very soon afterwards, we happened upon a stream of some guy just playing through it. And mm -hmm. the, and this was not, you know, all that common at that point. This was, yeah. It was a bunch of years ago at that point. What year was that? <laughs> it was what, 2012? Um, earlier, uh, because oh, yeah, so uh, 2012 like is when we started Fulbright. Um, so it's got to be like 2010 or something. I yeah. don't know. Um, oh, no, it's earlier than that because there was uh, so late 2000 zeros. Um, anyway. Yes. Uh, <laughs> timelines. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Who knows what they are? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we happened, you know, just happened to find some somebody streaming this and we were just like sitting there, like literally, you know, just watching this together. And the guy, first of all, the guy kept saying, wow, there's more here. What? How much of this is there? And like being um, being surprised by that, which is always gratifying. Um not in a I'm bored way, but in a yeah. <laughs> thank goodness kind of way. <laughs> yeah. But th then when he got to the end um, set piece where you have to, where your, um, your weapons are down and you have to walk through 
or your hands. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to walk through um, porters like lab quarters kind of situation in order to end the game. And you just have to like wend your way through and look at all of the, you know, pieces of his life. Um, we, guy literally got choked up he was just some gamer bro he was probably Mm -hmm. 23 and Mm -hmm. he we could hear him go like you know like just do that little bit of a choke and he recovered quickly and was like this is my this is my sad room come here to be sad and like kind of pulled pulled it back up and but we were like we fucking got him we got this random guy to Mm -hmm. like to feel this this loss and this um i don't know the enormity of this situation and that was a that was a big deal it was actually it was relatively new like i say to be able to just watch people experiencing it who aren't part of your company yeah or you know i guess i don't i don't remember whether we did like focus play tests it's been too long but yeah. probably not for the DLC. I don't think we had time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that was a that was a pretty cool moment. It was interesting. Well, but there were a lot of those, little things. Yeah, I was gonna say, and like along those same lines too. Uh, we like when when you went on from the success of Minerva's Den to Gone Home, which is one of the most like beautifully told stories in a game. <laughs> It it is a remarkable storytelling experience, and it's uh-huh. just the simplicity. I mean, simplicity, simplicity, quote unquote. But it's just allowing you to experience and make your way through this house and relive this experience and exploring this empty place. Relive the memories and actually grip the feeling of the that tumultuous coming of age story and finding like real love, like forbidden love is, (laughs) I mean, forbidden, but it's, it's such a, yeah, it's, it was amazingly captured. And the, the voice actor as well did such an amazing job. Uh, Sarah. Sarah Grayson is her stage name. Um, Yeah. She is so good. She's so good. Yeah, have you? Uh, did she work with uh, with you on other titles uh, yes. after Gone Home? She was the voice of Amy in Tacoma, uh, and mm-hmm. also she was our producer uh, on Tacoma. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> still there now, yeah. Being a producer and just wrecking shop, she's so good at, at it. Yeah, she. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a very amazing job. It's. It's a beautiful story, and I, so I definitely spent more time with Gone Home than I have with Tacoma. Tacoma has been more watching, but Tacoma has been more like watching playthroughs. And again, just like you said, watching people's reactions and seeing people's like honest interactions with a, a down to earth and amazingly set story is. It's hard to do and hard to get right, and you guys consistently get it right. You guys <laughs> definitely touch all the feel buttons, and it's <laughs> really it's. I highly recommend every one of our listeners if they haven't checked out any of these games to check them out and spend time with them. 
I it's should not note they're cheap as shit at this point. They go on sale yeah. all the time. Just pick them up. It's fine. Yes, they're yes, they're very affordable for the story that you get and they're absolutely worth playing. And and honestly like at that time too like rewatching some playthroughs of Gone Home uh slight uh I think you maybe do some residuals for uh, the unreleased PT as well. Just circling back, collecting items and checking out and then having new things appear as you make your way through the house and collecting things. So you may have pioneered some amazing storytelling there that. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things. More. There's a lot of things that um, we have definitely seen pop up elsewhere. Um, such as, uh, yeah, like, I don't know, uh, the folk in Donod was very clear about Gone Home being inspiration for Life is Strange. And mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of, there's there's always things you can, things you can use in, in, in the indie space. That is that is how the ecosystem works. The, yeah. uh, the bigger companies get the gene transfer from the, from the smaller indies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just, and also, so having worked like initially from like going to Bioshock and then uh, working with 2K studios and then to mm-hmm. Fulbright, what was, did you like have a more sense of like uh, pride and freedom once you went to Fulbright that you can like kind of create your own story and not kind of be beholden to these higher powers at all? Yeah. Um, here, excuse me. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, it it's definitely a relief in a lot of ways to not have a publisher, you know, mm-hmm. breathing down your neck and telling you what is acceptable and what will play in Peoria, uh, as yeah. it were. That's not very nice for Peoria. I shouldn't say such things. Uh, I'm sure Peoria is <laughs> very nice. It's sort of an old joke that I don't need to repeat. Quaint. Um, but <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I don't know. We couldn't have made. Uh, you know, back, especially back before Life is Strange came out, we couldn't yeah. have made a game about uh, teen girls at a AAA studio. Like, yeah. especially teen girls in love and just hanging out and having interpersonal situations. Like, mm-hmm. that's not, that was not a real thing. <laughs> and nobody yeah. would have okayed it until they saw it. Um, and so it was, it's, that's how indie is, is that you can make the thing that you think needs to be make made provided you have the money and yeah. support from people, but you don't have to convince anybody unless you need money, in which case you do have to convince people. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, you definitely don't, I mean, for the stories that you, you all present and tell, there's definitely no need to convince, no need to convince <laughs> me or any of any other host that they are stories that are worth being told and, stories that are worth going on uh worth being presented and shown to their fullest extent uh another thing about gone home before we move on really quick did you have a hand in picking out some of the music for the tapes uh, that were lying around yes um yeah we definitely uh i think for all of us not i don't think anybody on the team had truly had truly grown up with riot girl um mm-hmm. and so we did our research and uh found the songs that resonated best that were um available to us to license uh so like that is 
um, as as sad as it is to um, perhaps admit, uh, that is more of a doing it right due diligence um, aspect of the game rather than a a passion part. Uh, like mm-hmm. we thought it was right for the characters, and so we did our research and found what we thought was right. And so it yeah, absolutely was. Uh, <laughs> the, I mean, yeah, I mean you. The due diligence paid off, and it fit the it fit the time it fit the story immaculately. It, it was a very it's a beautiful story, and yeah, I, I really can't say enough about Gone Home and how much it was. Yeah, how much it was amazing. Thank you. Uh, it is thank important you. to note that. So, real quick, it's important yes. to note that um, a large part of what makes it work is that we we literally interviewed people who had been through similar situations and mm-hmm. got their experiences and you know specific things that had been said to them and specific ways they had felt and how they described things and that informed mm-hmm. a lot of the story's specifics uh and when it comes to a story like this the specificity and the authenticity is so important uh mm-hmm. so it wouldn't you know that was that's the best way I can say how we how we got yeah. to um, having the characters feel good. Yes, and they felt they felt extremely authentic and very relatable. Um, and it, it's amazing how like heartfelt a story can be told in the form of memories, as like just walking through a house and checking things. Um, <laughs> so now that we've uh, talked about your Fulbright experience. Uh, you and some members of um, what was uh, what was the other half of the studio uh, the other studio that is uh, forming Ivy Room uh, oh, with you as okay. well. So uh, Tacoma was back at Fulbright also. Yes, um, they're uh, continuing to work on their third game. Um, mm-hmm. Ivy Road is uh, the studio that I have joined up with um, a couple years ago. That's with Davey Reedon and um, C418, uh, mm-hmm. the composer. Um, also, uh, Ora Triolo, if you follow her on Twitter, and a few other people who are, I don't know what how name dropping works. I'm trying to think of people you might know. but um, all good. <laughs> I mean, any names, uh, but, that, any names that are notable that you would like to like mention that for is is perfectly fine <laughs> um but yeah that's uh we're relatively new we're still working on our uh first game uh, which is going to be narrative uh forward mm-hmm. and that's probably all i'm gonna say about it <laughs> that's very that's fine that is totally fine we're very much looking forward to the next installment from Carla Zimonja's mind uh, <laughs> and the collaborations it brings. Uh, yeah, it's more of a collaboration. I think it is. Yes. It is not fair to say it is. Uh, it's it's a collaboration. Definitely. Yes. Um, so before we, well, hopefully we'll have you back on once that game releases and we can talk a little Sweet. bit more about that in the future. Um, but before we wrap up, you, um, I want to just ask you, is there any game that you've been playing recently that you're really into at the moment? Favorite game of yours or favorite game of all time that you used to play as well? Uh, I'm kind of just playing Pokemon right now, um, which is Legends. I feel, 
Uh, no, Ar- Arceus. Arceus? Yes. How do you say it? I say Arceus, but I've seen it's, it's fine. Whatever, whatever you like to say. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah, I'm just playing that right now. But uh, the let's see. My first game that I bought with my own money uh, was uh, Neverhood, which I still have a soft spot for. I'm an adventure game uh, beast, and I will never not be. Um, and mm. the last game that I really just fell over dead because of uh, that is my desktop right now is Disco Elysium. Mm. That is, boy, that is a hell of a game. Yeah. <laughs> Disco Elysium for the like, win. Come on. I, yeah. It's yeah. People can, another game that you should check out per this recommendation, it, lose yourself to it. It's, oh. it's immaculate. Um, it's important. Yes. Highly important. Uh, there is, um, yeah, <laughs> we can talk about this. We can talk about this all day. Um, all right, but let's do it. the last thing I want to yes, <laughs> but the last thing I wanted to ask is, is for anyone looking to get into the industry in any capa- uh, any capacity. Is there any advice that you would have for anyone looking to break ground? Dude, I've been in the industry for like twenty years. I don't know how people get into the industry now. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I think. I mean, we hire occasionally, so I guess I've seen like some resumes and stuff, but boy, I, I'd have a hard time making a true recommendation. I'm just not in touch with the, the way the ecosystem works these days. Uh, I guess I would prefer it if y'all wrote cover letters that, um, weren't extremely arrogant. (laughs) We've gotten a few Mm. of those. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I'm not the person to ask, unfortunately. No ask worries. me ask me something uh silly. <laughs> um what's your favorite silly word? Ooh, ooh, silly word. Um that's a good one. Let's see. I got like uh the one that popped to mind is defenestrate, which is always real silly. Like it's mm-hmm. just like you can't say that with a straight face, even though it is you know, potentially kind of a serious word in mm. that, you know, you don't want to be defenestrated, but yeah. it's still silly. Defenestrate. Um, uh, my recent one that I used uh, is a flabbergasted. Ooh, uh, that's funny. It, it's, it, it just, it hits all the, it hits all the consonant notes and it, it just flabbergasted. It's, it's just, a, it's a great it's word good. and it's, Double yeah, it needs to be used more yeah <laughs> i think like uh i had a this isn't a literal word but i had a great experience with somebody um uh i i saw i was looking at somebody's shoes and i was like those are cute Where, where'd you get those and and he was like oh man i got these at the discount store like they're not even a brand they're probably like i don't know bonverse or something and i <laughs> cracked up so bad <laughs> Bonverse? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I loved it. John Bondovi Converse uh, mashup. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you for not saying Bono. I appreciate that. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh. <laughs> well, Carla, Perfect. thank you very much for coming on and having this lovely conversation with us. And uh, as soon as uh, Ivy Room's first release comes out we will 
gladly be hitching you back, uh, hitting you back up to come back on the show and have another chat with us. And any other, uh, any other developers on the team that you'd like to join you? So, oh sure, that, um, yes, that's fun and cool. Thank you for uh, already inviting me back, even though we barely finished this thing. And um, yeah, look forward to continuing to chat. Sounds good. Thank you very <laughs> much, Carla. Thanks. Thank you very much, Carla, for sitting down and having that chat. It was lovely to have you on. You're full of great insight, and we look forward to seeing uh, more titles that you and your team uh, and the team around you can release. Mm -hmm. We'll have you back on as soon as Ivy Room releases their next title. Um, so before we wrap up this episode, uh, let's talk a little bit about what we've all been playing. Um, I think I told you that I was playing Destiny 2 because of the latest expansion last week and I'm gonna bring yes. you more details about it this week because I just finished actually I didn't finish it <laughs> I took a part in the day one ra race in Destiny 2 so Destiny 2 just released a new raid Saturday and mm -hmm. what they usually do is they will make the raid in a contest mode which is making all the all the ads and enemies killing you faster just making every single of your damage become uh, less than usual and just more difficult in general in 24 hours but instead they make it 48 hours for some reason this time because of you know a lot of this connection there there are literally too many people playing the games <laughs> Mm -hmm. and I think this is the first time I tried to be serious on this and really putting time into playing it and it is fun this, I, I, I have to say this is a, probably the second most difficult raid in the whole game okay it is really fun figuring out all the mechanics and puzzle together with my teammates and it's unfortunate we didn't make it through to beat the final boss but we we do make to the final encounter it just we didn't complete the dps check and someone have to go that's really unfortunate mm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah you know gaming things it's how it goes it, it's how it goes <laughs> yeah and i'm really tired to find a new team you know we, we, we've gone all the way through all the encounters until we hit the final boss. It's really difficult to find people who can coordinate the same way we, we do. And I, mm -hmm. I just have to call it and give it up. It was fun. It's okay. You'll be able to do it more in the future. I believe in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, I've been playing Elden Ring a little bit. Uh, probably get a little bit more time later this week but it's it's beautiful it's a, it's a souls game it's hard uh <laughs> i like yeah it's it's very fun the mechanics are definitely something to get used to uh changing out everything it's a it's a bit of a learning curve uh with this game compared to like other souls games i mean there's always a learning curve in the souls games but with the new classes and everything too i'm i started playing the astrologer so you have spell casting and a, a sword on your side too it's been fun but it's hard 
uh, and it's also a bit confusing navigating it. Uh, just the basic principles of like where you're trying to go. They do have, as soon as you get the new, like shrines of grace or whatever, essentially your bonfires. Uh, they there's a a light trail that points you into like the next requested direction that you go, so it'll help you go around. But there's not a lot of there's a lot of different things that they don't really explain to you. Uh, like acquiring your steed is uh, not as like simple as everything else. Mm-hmm. So you acquire your steed just by resting at this specific bonfire, which is another. It's like it's another interesting way to do it, but it's it's a bit it's a bit of a toughie. Um, I I like the openness of it. Uh, the world is so big. It is, I think, by far the biggest map of any open world game that I've ever played. Uh, it's intense. It's it's a lot, but it's gorgeous. All the enemies are so unique and fun to fun to immerse yourself in. Uh, it, it's a it's a real good game, y'all. It's a real good game. <laughs> I am eagerly anticipating having an open schedule so I can play it. Yes, soon, soon, and then we'll. By then, maybe we can get some co-op modes going and mm-hmm. have a made cast run of some bosses. That should be pretty fun. <laughs> do Do they have multiplayer in the games already? A little bit. I mean, uh, essentially, for I think for some bosses that are, you can summon a friend to play with you a little bit. Ah, uh, so so only for well, the it's bosses. probably for oh, the. Like it's probably for much the same way that um, Dark Souls has done co-op, where you sort of have to summon exactly. in your your allies for specific areas. That would be crazy. You yeah. can't just play with them the whole game. You have to re-say, hey, we're doing this boss for this area. You beat them, and then they're yeah. gone. And it's like, oh, now my friends are gone. It's got to be more difficult yeah. in, in terms of technical difficulties to do something like that in an open-world game because the map is so huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of me is thinking that it might. This is probably just me talking out of my talking out of my butt right now, but I, I think it might be somewhat easier just to place have specific areas to summon rather than just be summoned anywhere on the map. So it would be limited to a specific area, and then you can fight with people. Uh, but you can also you also can summon these great spirits to help you fight that are like NPC spirits that eventually just take damage and deal damage uh, while they're helping you out in a bite in a fight. So the reviews are right. Elden Ring is good. Give it a shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And dying in a Souls game is a badge of honor. <laughs> I'll probably get it uh, when it's on sale. I think that... Yes. Yep. I, I highly recommend it. Get it on sale. Um, but I think that's about all the time we have for today. Uh, we want to thank you for listening to the Museum of Art and Digital Entertainment's official podcast. If you have any thoughts, questions, corrections, or general museum ideas, please shoot us an email at info at We would like to send out a big thank you to everyone who donated recently and to our Patreon supporters who keep the Maid afloat. Patreon donors get to listen to this podcast one week before it's released on major streaming services, and we continue that with future episodes every week. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Patreon donors Christopher and James Walker. Thanks so much for your support. Till next time, I'm Miles. I'm Chin. 
And I'm Red. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.